Betsy and Thomas here for the American Intelligence Media, where today Thomas would like to pontificate on Syria. What new updates do you have for us this morning? Well, the um, man cave, I mean conclave, and I... Um, yeah, more like the man cave. Have you seen? <laughs> you guys need to clean that place up. I know. Okay. Well, if you wouldn't give them food, that's what happens. These strays come in. Anyway, so we we have been looking at all the foreign reels on the foreign shots, the foreign videos of what's going on in Syria, which there's very few of. But when you do look at them, this is what, this is what actually happened. And... I'm sorry to say we didn't know all of this, even though about a month ago it was mentioned because uh, that Syrian representatives to the United Nations went in and complained that there was getting ready to be a chemical attack in Ghouta, not Duma, which there was supposedly one. Well, Ghouta is right next door to it, just a little north, a little west of it. Very near. It's in the, it's the suburbs of Damascus in English, in, in Western terms. And that's where these supposed insurgents who... Uh, uh, Bashar al-Assad says that they are Al-Qaeda. <laughs> I'm going to go over that in just a minute. And the reason I laugh, calling them Al-Qaeda, the locals call them militants and say they don't know who they are, but they're not Syrian. They're mercenaries. Let's call them what they are. So the mercenaries were in Ghouta, and they literally were using the people to bring in the chemicals and set up the area, and the, they had it all together. They'd already uh, given out a bunch of uh, gas masks, to the people who were bringing this stuff into the city, uh, the the civilians there, and they had a perimeter around this area. It was one of the last. It's this. It's the stronghold inside of Damascus, basically, or very close to Damascus. And so you have to ask the question: How can he not? How can uh, how can Assad not get them out of the city of Damascus? Wouldn't he send all of his troops in on the ground and just clear the area? Well, that doesn't happen. They've been there for a long time. And he's bombed them sometimes. He's used uh, fighter planes to shoot at them. He's sent in some troops, but he never really does much. You gotta ask why, why? And then why did the following happen? When it was known because it came out that Syrian representatives said this was about to happen. In other words, Assad's very political mouthpiece in the United Nations said, the insurgents are getting ready to do a chemical attack. Well, hello? Why didn't the UN help? Why didn't Russia help? How can how can Assad send someone to the UN to say that's going to happen? And yet nothing stopped it. Because you can see in these reels, you can see in these videos of the people exiting Ghouta. Because when they were given out gas masks that didn't work for a, a, a gas, a sarin gas, which isn't that's not going to help you, they became very suspicious, so they started to leave. Well, the insurgents lost their shields, human shields. So as they started to exit, and you can see hour after hour of all these people exiting the city, and then you can see them open fire on them and make some of them stay so that they still had human shields. And then you can see them load those people up with stuff, literally, and carry stuff to Duma. And so here's Assad's troops and his Russian you know, satellite information and all the people helping him, $11.5 billion was given to him in 2016 to help with his war effort. That's the reason he does what he does. He wants war. But anyway, he can't stop that. He can't stop people walking in a human line from one city to the next carrying chemicals. And he can't stop the massacre of his people in Ghouta. 
He comes literally five weeks before this recent attack, supposed attack, alleged attack, I'll call it. Uh, this is already in the news. And so we pointed at that, and everyone pointed at that. There's going to be another false flag, going to be another false flag. Five weeks solid, going to be another false flag and or an attack. But we assume it's a false flag because we know that the people who tell you the information about it aren't even on the ground there in most cases. And the ones in the white helmets, that's called the uh, Union of Syrian Medical Relief Organization. They call them the white helmets. They lie and say that the world, the, the members of the World Health Organization, that is a lie. They're not there. Uh, then they lie and they say that it's the uh, a recent one, and they've used this again and again. It's a, a British intelligence agency called 63, and those are all lies. They have no people on the ground. And then on and on and on. So the information you're getting on your uh, in America, in the West, is completely wrong. It's completely wrong. Well, how is an average person supposed to sort all this out? You know, I have to go grocery shopping, fix dinner tonight. I don't have time for this. And and I'm supposed to sort all of it out and figure? No, that's the reason Trump got elected. He has it figured out. I'm going to tell you what's going on, why he's doing what he's doing. It's not what anybody thinks. It's not even what Netanyahu thinks. <laughs> it's what nobody thinks. Uh, because nobody thinks like him. That's the reason we elected him. That's the reason he's a capital capitalist genius. We expected him to do deals. We expected him to trick the opponents. We expected him to use some subterfuge. Of course, hello, he said he was going to do deals for America. He just did a deal for America that, in, that, that stopped World War III from happening. And I'll explain in just a second how that, I, how I, and we arrive at that, but that's the bottom line. So all those people then moved to Duma. Well, then the insurgents, as uh, Bashir calls them, uh, Al-Qaeda. There is no more Al-Qaeda. I guess he's kind of out of touch. And so then these human shields moved there. Some of them got massacred. They were being massacred for weeks and weeks. And so they don't do the gas explosion, which in the only gas made in the, in, the, in, in the whole country it ever was. One was in a facility we already blew up. Another one is outside of Damascus that Trump just blew up. And then there's these depots, which have been expect, uh, inspected again and again and again by uh, uh, United Nations uh, uh, chemical warfare uh, inspectors. And what do they find? Nothing. Nothing. Is, is Assad lying? Yes, he's lying. Of course he's lying. What did you expect? His father was helped by the CIA to overthrow Syria and ruled with an iron fist for 30 years. And, and at one point, when one faction, he didn't like them, he killed everyone in the city of, of Dama. That's who we're dealing with. This is the son of a demon. And if anyone thinks he's a good guy, you are wrong. Let's remember, he invited all Al-Qaeda in the whole world when George Bush Jr. was in Iraq trying to fight to help the Sunnis defeat the Shiites. In other words, Iraq defeat Iran. What happened? No, Syria got in and said, all you Al-Qaeda from Afghanistan, from anywhere in the world, come here. We're going to train you. We're going to outfit you. We're going to give you money. We're going to send you in to fight the Americans in Iraq. And there was a reason for that. The reason is they wanted to see Baghdad fall. And when Baghdad was completely annihilated uh, in the first bombing, that was pretty good because they needed to see smoke and red glow above the city of Baghdad because that's what their prophecies say must happen before the Messiah, the Muslim Messiah, Muhammad al-Mahdi comes. And he supposedly is here, according to the Shiites. So they want to escalate this, really. And so remember, Damascus is the focus of this. 
So the chemical place, the only place left in Syria to make these, whether they were making them there or not, it doesn't even matter. It just got blown up. And the depots that have been the second target that Trump had a year ago, and he wanted to probably blow them up then more than likely to make sure they're out of the question and no more talk of that. Well, he blew them up this time, didn't he? But that isn't what he blew up. He knew those were empty. Because you can look with your satellites and see this stuff being moved. If you don't think Trump knows what I'm telling you, you are out of your mind. And so all you who believe the mainstream media, just pinch yourself because it is nothing like what they told you. So this is well known. The entire international community was told this by Syria. And then they said, it's moved to Duma. It's happening there. They have a perimeter around it. They're setting up the chemical attack. Uh, you know, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? What are you going to do? Oh, well, why didn't Assad do something? He did nothing. There's a good reason for that. And then what happened? And this is the part people don't understand. Then the Israelis watching this, who would have, if they believed it was real, blown the snot out of it the moment they saw it with satellites provided by uh, American uh, aid, we can call it military uh, donations and support, they could see this happening. They would have blown the snot out of it where it was. And remember, they usually set these off in, in areas which are large open courts. Uh, so they knew exactly where it was being set up and so on and so forth. So did they know? Why not? Because it was to their advantage. Why didn't we blow it up earlier? It was to our advantage. Why didn't the British on the ground through all of their fake agencies and intelligence do something about it? No. Why didn't the World Health Organization do something about it if they saw this happening and they saw unbelievable amounts of people just murdered as they were leaving Guta? Just murdered by the insurgents, right? They did nothing. They they reported that in Damascus and even in Duma and in Ghouta, they reported that these people who were shot had been brought in in all the areas around Damascus. Nobody for gas. And they were waiting for gas. They'd already told the world this was going to happen. Okay, so now you're saying, this is crazy. Then why would Trump allow this to happen? He doesn't believe the stupid British intelligence anymore that comes through agencies that look like they're American. He's not going to believe any more corporate intelligence. Well, who in the heck is he listening to? Where is he getting good intelligence? I'm not going to say, even though I have said before, there are intelligence agencies that he trusts. And those agencies, some are inside the government, some are outside of the government. This is quite standard when you're a big capitalist. When the last major cities fell that were held by ISIS in, well, actually they called it Al-Qaeda <laughs> in Mosul. They put them on American Hueys, flew them across the border to Syria, and they became ISIS. That's what happens. When uh, Assad sent them in to fight Americans in Iraq, they were called Al-Qaeda. When they came back into his country, they were called ISIS or ISIL. Now, what does that mean? Iraq and Syria wants to have a caliphate. Okay, Iraq and Syria, think of that. Well, then, as soon as you add Iran, it becomes a Shiite caliphate. But if you add Saudi Arabia, you have a war in Iraq, and, and Syria could then become Sunni. So the Shiite and Sunni factions are fighting here over who dominates the world, because as soon as their Messiah comes, just like the Messiah of the Jews, just like the false Messiah of the Jesuit uh, apocalyptic theologians, they take over the whole world. And there's no other religions. There's only one religion. And it's one of those three religions. And then that Messiah becomes a physical ruler. This is all 
terrible spiritual materialism, in my opinion. Now, these people well, believe this. What is this. the Pope going to do if uh, somebody is ahead of him? The Pope probably believes that he is that person. I know. That was a leading question because I know that's where we are going. Well, I haven't said that before, but since you asked it, I'll say it. In my opinion, he probably believes yes, that he is Yes, that's where he works person. with them. But they don't think so, but he thinks so. Well, he's he's going to take Jerusalem. If he takes Jerusalem, then he he will believe that he is uh, the winner of the War of Armageddon. But anyway, the point is, so what is really happening in Syria? Assad is as criminal as anyone you could ever imagine. No one has any idea who all he's tortured. He learned from the CIA, the rogue CIA. First off, the real CIA during the um, first uh, CIA regime overthrow in, I think, 1971 for his father, Hafez. And then later, of course, he learned all of those things and he was cruel to the people of Lebanon. He's cruel to anybody that stands in his way. And he looks like a really nice guy and talks nice, but he's not too smart because I just listened to long interviews, both of the last bombing chemical bombing in this one. And he can't even get straight who his enemies are. He couldn't get the enemies out of the country. He doesn't even know who they are. He names them all the wrong thing. He says they're in the wrong place. He says he has intelligence, which is complete nonsense based upon literally videos taken on the ground by people who are suffering. The videos I'm talking about are, are uh, from Lebanon, from Jordan, from the area, from real reporters going on the scene where you see what is happening because you don't can't believe a word out of anybody's mouth. And then when they show you, you know, the exact spot that was bombed and they show you that had it been a chemical plant, all the people in the area would have been exposed to chemicals now, wouldn't they? Now, it is true that there were chemicals, a chemical plant that was exploded in the north of Syria, the, the chemical um explosion last time was because a chemical plant was hit. But they showed pictures of that plant and they showed that it was just mortars. It was some mortars that they had with sarin gas in it. And, you know, American World War II leftovers. These are American weapons we're fighting with, you know, that we left behind in Iraq. And that's ISIS and those are mercenaries. So Al-Qaeda are mercenaries coming from all over the world. They went to Afghanistan. They were supported by Saudi Arabia. And they fought in Afghanistan against the Russians to keep the opium fields open. And there was going to be a big pipeline through there, which, of course, got disrupted. And that's what the war has always been about. So we burnt up the poppy fields. We burnt up the opium plants. And so Afghanistan is going to fizzle out. We're building hotels there for them right now with uh, <laughs> OPIC is, is loaning hundreds of millions of dollars, giving hundreds of millions of dollars to build a nice Marriott in Afghanistan. So you can be comfortable when you're there. Uh, that's what we do, you see. We blow up countries and then we go in and give them money to restore it. And so that's what Assad is expecting to have happen. His country will be rebuilt. But now let's look at why Assad ignored the gas supposed explosion, which was a dummy explosion. Look at the pictures. It wasn't a gas explosion. It was, it's called a smoke explosion. But, uh, and it's done with barrels and it's done with chemicals. And that's the chemicals that were being carried on the backs of these people who had guns pointed at them to carry them from Ghouta to Duma. I mean, hello. What we see here is that, of course, Assad knew this was going to happen. He told the whole world so that they wouldn't blow up everything in his country and only blow up, you know, the targets that he knew they already going to blow up anything to do with chemicals. So what was actually happening, the insurgents used that false flag as a way to exit because they're mercenaries, they're cowards, they use human shields. 
They're only going to leave when they know that they've alerted Assad, when they've alerted Israel, when they've alerted everyone. Because why? Those are rogue Mossad agents. Those are rogue CIA agents. Those are rogue Blackwater agents. Those are mercenaries. They fight for whoever pays. Now, they left. Where did they go? Nobody knows. Gone. But right before that happened, Israel knew it was going to happen. So what did Israel do? Uh, on that Monday, before the Friday of the attack, they just launched a couple fighters, went to the edge of Lebanon, and blew the holy snot out of the uh, Iranian Revolutionary Guard's newest attack helicopters that would have been used to go after the insurgents, as well as the entire airfield there, and made sure that they blew up a bunch of Iranian high-level officers. Why? to let the whole world know that Benjamin Netanyahu thinks he's going to go to jail soon. So he has to create chaos in the region to cover up all of his oil deals that he's getting his personal payoffs from, as well as all the other corruption. He's a thug. So he blew the snot out of the very things that were going to get the insurgents leaving Duma after the false flag. Why? He's part of that. Of course he is. He has agents on the ground there. And they're there to create chaos, are they not? Everyone knows this. So now let's go, oh, wait, let's go to why, what Trump did. Now, first we need to explain the money. When Trump went to Saudi Arabia and called all of the Muslim nations together, the theocracies and the Arab nations, and he says, I am not going to work with you anymore if you fund any more terrorism. Now, that was big, bad news to Saudi Arabia, who was giving money to the insurgents in Syria, to Qatar that was giving money to the insurgents in Syria, and to Assad. Both sides, they paid both sides, but they only paid the um, Sunni sides, okay? Not, not the ra radical Hezbollah, Iranian Revolutionary Guard side. No, 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 that's the other side. That's the money that came from Obama. Obama, we, Obama said we owed Iran $400 million and he paid him, paid them with interest from the 70s. That's where they got the billions that they used to beef up the Iranian Revolutionary Guard, which then went in and won the battle in Iraq and kicked the Americans out, basically, except for the small area, and, and pushed back the Kurds and kicked Al-Qaeda out. And as they went across the border, back into Syria, where they came from, they were called ISIS or ISIL. Well, I, Iran is now in Syria. It's setting up air bases. That's what the message Trump sent was the first time was, look, I'm not going to blow up everything in this airbase for the first gas attack. I'm just going to show you that we have a whole stockpile of old cruise missiles that we need, you know, to dust the mothballs off of. We need to, you know, beef up our military so that we can hit a target. So he didn't mean to hit nothing. He meant to send a message and we saw that North Korea came under uh, uh, now a peace agreement, or peace conversations at least, and uh, China has been called out and Iran's been called out. Everybody was called out and they saw that Trump will push the button. Well, what did he mean to do? Nothing. He didn't mean to do anything. He didn't mean to kill anybody. He warned them. What did he mean to do this time? There were three depots of chemical weapons. They are now blown to smithereens. There is the, the same exact places well, one of the same exact places that Benjamin Netanyahu blew up on Monday, he blew up again on Friday. And then, um, of course, some other sites. 
Uh, and then he did the smart thing. He called in the Brits to finally make a commitment and send airplanes and put their own soldiers on the line and make them pay for their own bombs. And he did the same to France because they were the ones who cleared the airspace uh, days ahead of time saying there was going to be a missile attack, but then they weren't going to attack. Trump made them attack. He said, oh, you want to do this? You want to say this is, you know, uh, a joint effort because of the 26 nations that has said that they will work to get rid of ISIS? You want to call this an ISIS thing? Okay, I'll go in with that. But remember, folks, I stopped funding ISIS when I became president. Obama was giving $1 billion to ISIS in Syria. This is well known. Sorry if it shocks you. And that's only one of the groups that he was funding. The Pentagon were funding the uh, Northern Kurds, and that's who they're still working with. And that's the 2,000 troops are supporting the, uh, uh, the Kurdish troops that are actually the most effective ones in Syria. And then there's other Pentagon groups and other uh, insurgent groups. They're all just a bunch of mercenaries in most cases if the U.S. is paying them. So Trump told the Saudi Arabians, I'm not paying those people anymore. I'm not supporting the war in Syria. I'm making NATO pay their own way. I'm not going to listen to crazy Erdogan. And y'all, that means all of you, will stop funding terrorism. So the United Arab Emirates, Qatar, Saudi Arabia stopped giving uh, that year, in 2016, they had given um, about 11, uh, excuse me, 7 billion, over $7 billion to Assad to continue the war. The, United, the uh, European Union had given $4.5 billion. And then he receives per head money from the United Nations for every refugee that crosses the border into Turkey, just like Turkey does. And then the Pope gets his share. And then None of them helped those people. It's George Soros providing the boats, the transportation, the refugee holding uh, facilities, and the food and water along the way. It's a George Soros planned, uh, basically, invasion of a reverse crusade into Europe to create chaos so that he can continue to do his economic terrorism as he's been doing. That's He just loves it. And so we shouldn't be surprised by, by what we see there. It's the same old lines of uh, evil machinations that we see where money flows. So that's what's going on there. Now, on the other hand, Iran is giving money to Hezbollah and they're taking food, not only to Iraq, they provide the social services. You see, that's what people don't understand. When they say Hezbollah, they think they're just a bunch of militants. Uh, no, they provide social services and medical care and all these other supposed, uh, oftentimes UK, um, centered and created and funded groups, which are humanitarian groups, these non-governmental organizations funded by Soros, those are all fake. Like the bombing in Aleppo that they just reported, they tried to blame it on Netanyahu. Well, first off, they didn't notice that Netanyahu blew the snot out of the air bases that uh, Trump and uh, Britain and France didn't blow up. Nobody seems to notice that. The Lebanese reported it. And then they tried to say that afterwards there was a huge explosion and attack on an Iranian guard air base. No, that was to cover up the fact that he had already attacked Homs uh, on Monday. And so there was an explosion in Aleppo that was a controlled explosion. And then the same old group, the UK-based Syrian Observatory for Humanitarian Rights was there. And they said all these people died and there were these explosions and they show fake pictures. No, none of that happened. Nope, nope, nope. So you got to be very careful who you're listening to in all of this. 
we can talk about the pipelines, we can talk about the oil, we can talk about the Levant Basin liquid gas, which is what Israel is all about, and that's the reason they want to destabilize the area. We can talk about Genie Oil in the Golan Heights. We can talk about Netanyahu's criminal activities that he needs to be put in jail for because he is not representing Israelis at all. He's a thug. And he's basically like a Putin oligarch. He's like a mafia. And when these guys get in control of Israel, then it's just a mess. He flew two stealth fighters over Iran to try to provoke them, to attack them. Did, did anybody notice that? That happened, well, that happened about six weeks ago. I, I believe it was four to six weeks ago. Did anybody notice what's really going on? Well, you'd have to get outside of the loop of mainstream media echo chamber and lies and yellow journalism and realize that Trump is a friggin' genius. Trump stopped World War III. Netanyahu was going to blow those things up anyway after the gas attack. He was just waiting. It was only because we were in direct communication with him. And plus, we were in direct communication with the Russians the entire time. We have a hotline to them and have, we are in a peace agreement with Russia to obliterate ISIS. Now, if ISIS, what we're telling the Russians is, we know that Assad created ISIS. That's the reason the word Syria is in ISIS. Does anybody not notice that Assad would be the number one person to benefit because he has the Mediterranean access for the oil coming out of Iran and Iraq, as well as what they want to bring up through Qatar, through Saudi Arabia, and from Saudi Arabia. They all want to come up and not go through Israel or Egypt, but go through Syria. It could be the number one Mediterranean oil port. And but Remember, the Russians got what they wanted. They have uh, 10 battleships there. 10,000 troops on the ground, an entire defense missile system, and tactical nuclear weapons, and, and a permanent air base. I mean, what more could they want? They don't care what happens in Syria. Syria is a political, religiously political, hot potato. And eventually, when there is peace, which there probably never will be, because Sunnis and Shiites fight each other to the death. So peace in the Middle East, good luck on that. Remember that... Uh, Arabs and Jews are both Semites. They're brothers, you know, so we need to get back to real basics and start to say to people, let's just tell the truth when we have these conversations. We're talking about the Greater Israel Project and the fact that Trump just stopped its advancement and basically what people would call World War III, which wouldn't have been. Putin's not going into World War III. He knows he wouldn't win. How stupid would that be? Uh, no one wins. And so you'd have to be an imbecile to go into World War III with nuclear weapons, even tactical nuclear weapons. So don't believe, the tr don't believe that. The truth is very simple. It's about money. It's about power. It's about religion. It's about belief systems. And when you understand all of those things, you'll see that Trump is advancing everything very, very, very quickly because he's going to move, the simple move of moving our embassy to Jerusalem and recognize, and, and, and just as a gesture, recognizing Jerusalem as the head, uh, as the capital of Israel, means there's a two-state solution. That means Netanyahu will not come to the table, and neither will the Palestinians. That's why there's no peace talks. Every other president has danced around with, he's going to create the peace talks and win the Nobel Peace Prize. And by the way, Obama got the Nobel Peace Prize for dropping bombs almost every single day of his eight years. He was in war with seven countries. I forget how many bombs he dropped, countless. So just because Trump 
dropped a few bombs, don't think you know what he's doing because you probably don't know the strategy. It's a much bigger picture, which he understands much better than we do. 